You're listening to Make Believe Heroes, the origin of Jimalil Karth, the half-elven warlock. Jim's Journal, first entry, or memoir? I want to call this a memoir or a journal. It doesn't matter, I'll fix it later. So, first, before I dive in to my life story, my deepest, darkest secrets, before I reveal the hidden truths of my past, I want to give a shout out to Mary Mervyn's marvelous market of magically mundane merchandise. Yes, that's right. Mary Mervyn's Marvelous Market of Magically Mundane Merchandise. Tried a little hard on the name, sure, sure. But I got this magic quill pen where I just speak the word and start dictating, and it begins to write of its own accord. It's what inspired me to start doing this journal in the first place, because writing makes me fidgety, and whenever I start to walk around, I end up making it a whole mess, smudging ink everywhere. So, in any case, this is my journal being written by a magic quill while I speak it. So, it is my life goal, my aim, to uncover the hidden truths of the universe, the multiverse. The omniverse? Who knows how far the rabbit hole goes. It's turtles all the way down. Maybe. We don't know. But I want to know. Why? It's not just for hoarding knowledge. It's because I believe that knowledge is everything. Knowledge, rightly used and used rightly, will benefit the world. It will benefit the holder of the knowledge. Of course, knowledge is power, and power corrupts, and absolute power corrupts absolutely. Some old sage said that at some point, and he's right. You know, knowledge can be misused, but in the right hands. In my hands, in the hands of others who are of like mind, and like heart, knowledge, truth, not mere facts, not mere trivia, but knowledge, understanding, wisdom to apply said knowledge, that will make the world a better place, a place of magic and wonder, more so than it already is, because the world is quite wondrous, I've learned, I said that rightly, I've learned, it took looking, observing, noticing, to see the wonder in all of the world. And the more I understand, the more I break it down, the more I grasp what is at work in the laws of nature and the laws of magic, the more I stand in wonder and awe at how crazy and amazing this world is. Sometimes I am so enraptured by this that I go on ranting whenever I should be writing a journal or memoir. But in any case, even though I seek to uncover the truths of the universe, one of the greatest hidden truths is that of my own past. You see, I myself don't even know what happened. I remember some things. I remember... Well, we'll get into what I remember specifically. I can remember being a child, growing up. I remember my parents. I remember... My time in school, I remember my education, I remember my frustrations, I remember I remember leaving. And after that things things get a little 
dark. And I mean quite literally. Whenever I try to think about those times in my life, the times between leaving the College of Magic and, well, where I am now. Of course I can remember last week. I know that I had a mug of ale and a chicken leg. Was it a chicken Well, maybe I don't remember. Anyway, a chicken leg. I believe it could have been turkey. I'm not sure. And, uh, you know, some, some peas. I had uh, some mushed up peas to go along with it for dinner. I remember that much. I remember last month I uh, was traveling on the road and I saw a tree and it was growing a fruit that was just vibrant, bright. I'd never seen the like before. So I went over and I, I tried one. I saw an animal chewing on one, a bird just pecking at it. And I was like, hmm, probably safe. So I took a bite. It was very sour. It was not very good. But I remember that probably because it was so sour. But whenever I was trying to think about whenever I gained my magic, whenever I learned my abilities, whenever I made a pact with my patron, when I try to think of those times and some time surrounding that, it's like a fog. It's like my mind is reaching out, exploring the inner corridors of my mind. Is my mind exploring my mind? How does that work? I guess my consciousness is exploring my mind. That's how I'll put it. My my thoughts are wandering down the halls where the thoughts are stored. I'm really bad at metaphors. If I'm ever going to write my book of all knowledge and all the things I've discovered, then I need to get better at it. I'll make a note. Quill, write a uh, Quill you just wrote. Quill, write. Ugh, never mind. Make a note to write down metaphors as I learn them, as I think of them, and then throw them away because they're garbage, and then think of better ones. So, in any case, whenever I try to think about those times, whenever I try to recall them, it's like I can feel my mind reaching out to the thoughts, but it's like as it rubs, there's a barrier. As it rubs up against those thoughts, it reaches out, begins to touch them, begins to call them to my the forefront of my mind. Something stands in the way. It's like I'm reaching out, and it's slippery, like trying to grab a bar of soap in the wash tub, and it falls out, and I grab it with the other hand, and it slips, and then it slides across the floor, and I don't want to get out of the tub because it's the water's warm, and it's cold, and then I'll get all cold and get water everywhere just to go and get the soap, and so I stink the rest of the day. That is what it's like trying to remember my past. Not all of it, but some of it. So, anyway, enough rambling on that. You'll find that I ramble quite a lot, dear reader. Oh, also, I forgot to put this at the beginning. If you find this journal, Quill, larger script. You're just writing larger script. Ah, Mary Mervyn. I thought maybe this Quill would listen better, but it literally just writes what I'm saying. So, anyway, I'll write this in later in my own hand with large script. If you are reading this, don't go any further. This is private. I'll gladly tell you all about it myself, but these thoughts in here are private. They need context, and I'll give you the context. There. Now that that's there for me to write later, I will continue on. As I said, I grew up in Venthaven, a half-elf of, of course, mixed parentage. And, you know, that was not a bad life. I don't mind that. I love both my mother and my father. God's rest their souls. May they find eternal peace and knowledge. Oh, the knowledge they must have in their eternal rest. I hope. So, anyway, and 
Yes, before I go further, I have considered the knowledge I might acquire beyond the veil, but I also considered that beyond the veil, who knows what other inhibitions to knowledge there may be. So, yes, someday I'll explore that country beyond the borders of death. But I'm in no hurry. If only I could talk to my parents from anyway, the whole divination and uh, necromancy combination stuff, that's fascinating stuff, and I want to know more about it, but I'm also a little hesitant, just because sometimes the spirits you think are spirits aren't actually the spirits you think they are, and they're not always honest and straightforward. I believe I try to find my knowledge as well as I can through experience and through the old texts and scrolls that I can test out. Anyway, anyway, so I grew up in Venthaven. Venthaven is the realm of elves, the town, the city, the place, you know, that's where the elves are. And the College of Magic, it was always my goal to go to the College of Magic because I believe. So I want to understand the universe, the multiverse, the omniverse. I think I've said that already. I want to understand that at its core because I believe everything, all of the laws, all of the formulas, all of the truth of things, it may seem like they're separate things. This is, you know, water is wet. Earth is earthy. Air is wispy and airy. Fire is hot. You know, all those things are different. But if you break it down into the core elements of what they truly are, I think they all come from the same thing. Just rearrangements. And so, I wanted to learn magic because when it comes down to it, magic can manipulate nature and the world in ways that are just unfathomable if you think about it and there's more and more advanced magic being discovered every day as well as ancient magic that has been long lost and forgotten from the sages of yore the archmages the the different you know people who have, were pioneers in the realm of mathematics as well as the religious groups the clerics those paladins who study magic and obtain it from their gods so i wanted to study magic i wanted to learn to understand the truth at the base of things. I wanted to understand not just why a magic missile will shoot from your hand and slap a goblin in the face. I wanted to understand, well, you know, not just how to do that, I should say, but why whenever I make the gestures, whenever I speak the words, whenever I burn the components and channel the magic through them, whenever all of that happens, that things happen. Like, why is that? There's something even more fundamental about magic than there is about nature. At least, that's my thought. That's my theory. And does this come from the gods? Is it part of their will and whim? Is that what magic is? Or is magic something even more fundamental than that, that the gods must wield and use and bend to its law? Which is which? The chicken or the egg? I don't know, but I wanted to learn. And so, to the College of Magic I went. Unfortunately, and my cousins, the elves, I love them. They're, there's just something really magical about them, something elegant, something to be said for their uh, skill gained from centuries of life. But as a half-elf, I don't have those same centuries. And even though they were gracious enough to admit me to their college, it was a little slow for my liking. When you have, you know, hundreds of years and centuries to study... You can go at a snail's pace. You can just be satisfied to learn the uh, gestures, the somatics, the mathematics, and all of the formulas. Just the rote, memorize it, 
to learn how to cast a cantrip or learn how to even get up to the more powerful spells. But I didn't just want to know how do I cast this and how do I use it and when do I use it. I wanted to know why it works. And that stuff, you have to be in the school for a hundred years before they even teach that. I tried to advance as quick as I could and they were like, slow down. Why are you in such a hurry? And I said, I don't have as long to live as you. By the time I get to graduate studies, I'll be in old age. And they, you know, they were like, oh, that's fair, that's fair. But still, this is an elven school, so you must follow elven principles. At least halfway. And I'm like, I'm willing to go halfway, but it's taking too long. And of course, to be able to understand magic, to be able to get to the deep stuff, the stuff on the theoretical stuff, the cutting edge, the, the dangerous stuff. In order to get there, I had to spend a lot of time, and time is something I don't have. So, I decided to pack up and leave. By then, my dear parents had already passed. I think they're passing. I'm so glad it was peaceful. It was odd that it happened so close to each other, you know? Like, they say that a broken heart is hard to heal, but I don't know. They seem to both be at peace whenever they died. Anyway, it was their passing that finally led me to leave. It was the last... You know, I still have friends there. With, we have occasional correspondence by letter. But my parents were my tie. And with their passing, I decided to leave to find knowledge of my own. Unfortunately, because I didn't have the magical training that I needed, because I spent so long trying to learn all the cantrips instead of trying to learn a few really well, or trying to learn the theory and understanding behind them, I just didn't have the magical skill to cut it in doing wizardry for hire, for funding. Although my parents left me a decent sum to live on, and I traveled light, I traveled... I ate the chicken leg... Sometimes, though, I just ate the chicken broth. Instead of fine wine, I would take ale. I didn't live uncomfortably, but I didn't live a life of leisure either, and still don't. But at the same time, I made do. But even though I couldn't make a living with my magic, I still needed it to learn, to experiment, to practice, to test my theories, to test my hypotheses, to find those truths. And so I sought a patron. I'd heard tales. I had read up on the warlocks of old, how they had made packs with entities from beyond this world, this plane. Even some on this plane, perhaps, who were of great power, they, they made packs with them and just an agreement that if they would follow these ideals or if they would perform these duties or if they would do different things, that they would be granted power. And ability. And I didn't need power for power's sake, but I need power for the sake of knowledge. And knowledge is power, so I guess maybe it is for power's sake, but you know what I mean. You being me, because I'm writing this to reflect on later. Because what if I forget more? What if I forget more of my past? I'm afraid of that. But if I have it written here, then I can always come back and refresh my memory. I can compare what I know to what I have written here and see what fades and study that and learn more about whatever condition, whatever it is wrong with my, my mind that makes me forget. So anyway, I sought a pact. I went to the libraries in Venthaven. That was my first stop. Venthaven's libraries are magnificent and wonderful, but there's restrictions on what you can do, especially if you're no longer part of the College of Magic. So 
I had to leave. Besides, they keep all of the interesting stuff, the quote-unquote forbidden stuff, locked up. So I wanted to go somewhere where I could find some things that they didn't have in Vent Haven. Of course, I could spend my whole lifetime reading the books there and never finish before. You know, even an, even an elf with their long lives wouldn't be able to read all that they have in that library. But it's not about quantity. It's not even necessarily about quality. It's about what you need. And what I needed might have been there, but it would be like finding a needle in a haystack to be trite. Note to self, find better metaphors. Again, this is the second time I've said this. But whenever I try the elaborate ones, I end up saying I'm a mind walking around in my mind. You know, it just doesn't work. Anyway, back on track. I went to obscure places. I went to places that weren't known for their knowledge. At least not now. Places that have libraries were the town. You know, usually people who are more, you know, they like to read. They're not averse to it, but they don't see a reason to dive into the deeper text. So those library books will uh, molder on the shelves in the back. Or in a cellar sometimes. I found cellars full of books that nobody wants to read because they aren't about swashbuckling or about how to rotate crops or about how to do a healing spell. If it's not about that stuff, they just chuck it in the back when people aren't reading it. And I found great tomes of knowledge that have been a great... I say great too much. They have been a wonderful benefit to my journey. Not my journey on foot, but my journey... Of knowledge. So, it was in an old abandoned library. Most of the books were unreadable at this point, which breaks my elven, well, half-elven heart. And human heart, too. Humans love knowledge. I'm half-human, I'm half-elven. Two races that love to learn, and so I doubly love to learn. So anyway, it was in one of those libraries I found a scrap of text that described a ritual for calling a patron. Now, I was mainly studying the ritual because I wanted to understand how to contact entities beyond our plane because who better to learn about the fundamental laws of the multiverse than something from another universe within our multiverse, another plane, so to speak. So I wanted to talk to them about that. Of course, I made sure it was something that was not, you know, going to immediately incinerate me, but also not so, it wasn't just going to be a little fluffy spirit who likes to play pranks or grant a boon. I wanted I wanted to have a conversation more than anything. So, here I was in this old abandoned library, candles alight. Carefully, you've got to be careful with candles in a library. There's precious books, but most of the books here were rotten and old or crumbling anyway, but still, caution. So here I was with a candle, alone, probably miles from any other soul, and I scrawled out this ritual very carefully. I was more studying the ritual. I did practice runs several times, made sure I'd memorized the runes, made sure I'd memorized every line, every measurement, every component, and was able to do it in my sleep before finally I spoke the words. Those probably aren't the right words. That's one of the things I can't remember. But, of course, I wouldn't have said them if they were the right words because those words have great power. 
And who knows what symbols, even here in this lonely tavern room that I paid three coppers to stay in. Tiny, tiny room. But anyway, who knows what symbols latent here would be activated. But for flavor, I thought I would write it out. Well, speak it to my quill. I also wanted to see how my quill would handle such crazy language. And it looks like, yeah, it did okay. It, No, no, it didn't. I'll be honest. Mervin. Well, at least it was only one gold piece for this quill. So, anyway, I continued on. And I remember... <sighs> I don't remember. That's what bothers me. I remember speaking to someone, I remember, or something. I remember, I remember darkness, tendrils of substantive darkness, similar to whenever I reach out to try to find a memory, oily, slippery, the way my mind brushes against old memories and can't grab a hold of them. That's, that's what I remember of my patron. Although I don't know if that's the memories, if my memories are just being replaced with this feeling, or if that's actually part of the memory. I made a pact, an agreement. And to the best of my knowledge, the pact, the agreement that I made, is that I would continue pursuing knowledge. So hey, that's what I was going to do anyway. That's why I was making the pact. So, the creature, the entity, the patron, was of like mind with me. And so it was really easy to make the pact, I think. But I don't remember. Sometimes I think I remember more. But I just can't quite get there. I remember there being pain, too. I think maybe it's just a creature like me who is not used to casting magic and using spells of the same way from an extra planar creature. Or maybe the pain was part of the pact. Or maybe maybe I just imagined that, too. I don't know. I don't know. That's what I remember. Sometimes I remember other things, like... Maybe it was like a tentacle. Maybe there was... I don't, uh, it bothers me so, so much. Not knowing, because that's what I want to do. That's my life. I want to know. Who is my patron? Sometimes I call out, patron, can you hear me? Sometimes I think it. Sometimes I meditate trying to contact them, and they've been silent. But anytime I call for magic, it comes. So they're silent, but not ineffective. So I'm grateful, but scared. What if I made a promise that I don't remember and they come calling and it's not something I want to do, but I don't think I would make that agreement if I wouldn't do it, if it's not something I'd want to do, if it was something, but who knows, who knows how they might've rewired me. Maybe I'm a different person now than I was then. I don't know. And sometimes I think I'm changing even more, slipping. Like sometimes I lose blocks of time. I'll, I'll think, you know, I told you I could remember the the uh, fruit tree last month. I can remember the chicken dinner tonight, although it might have been turkey, and that's not my memory being an issue. Well, it is, but not that kind of memory issue. That's just me being, you know, food. I, I like food. I enjoy it, but it's, it's just something to keep me going so that I can study, you know? I didn't pay attention. That's why I don't remember that. But sometimes, sometimes I'll think, hey, how did I get to this town? And I realized I'm somewhere new. I, I woke up, I was in a tavern last night and it wasn't, no, it wasn't ale. It was not, I, I drink ale, but I never get drunk because my brain, my, my ability to think is so important to my mission in life. I would do nothing to impair that. Nothing, not even take a little extra alcohol, you know, just a little to wet my mouth and to keep me 
keeps me alert a little bit, but not enough to impair my thinking. No, never. So anyway, I'll be in a tavern. I'll stay in the, the common room all night studying. And then at one point, I'll just drift. And then on the next day, I'll wake up and I'll be in a barn sleeping in hay. Or I'll be in a fancy inn, presumably paying for a room. I don't remember it, but they don't get mad at me whenever I walk down the stairs and leave. I'm losing these times, so I'm trying to write this journal. I mean, what if I start forgetting my discoveries? It won't be worth it to have the power to do magic if I forget my theories that I'm trying to test. If I forget the formulas that I've committed to memory, not for the sake of casting spells, but for the sake of study, for the sake of determining those deeper truths, peeling the turtles away all the way down, because I think there's got to be something. It can't be turtles all the way down. There's got to be something, something essential, something indivisible, something from which all other things spring. I need to know it. Part of it is for my curiosity, but part of it's for the sake of the world. Because if we can understand the components of things, then we can manipulate them. No one will ever have to go hungry again. We can mend bones. We already do with magic, but we can improve that. We can shape the world to our liking. We can shape matter, we can shape nature, we can shape things as they are to be as they ought to be. I've said before that nature is wondrous, and that's true. It was shaped by the gods long ago. But maybe with that knowledge, do they have that knowledge? <sighs> Perhaps I should be a more religious man. I mean, it's not that I don't believe, and it's not that I don't pay my respects at the temples, but I don't know. Being overly devout... Will that get me where I need to be? I don't know. Maybe I should try that for a season. Maybe in the next town I visit, I'll stop by the temple of Pelor or Dervetter and see what, what it's all about. Don't get me wrong. I know a lot about it. I pay respects occasionally. But, you know, ask if I can volunteer. Ask if I can study their ancient texts and talk to them more. I've been hitting up the libraries. I've been hitting up the colleges, the small ones, you know, no, they're all dwarfed compared to Venthaven, but I've been trying to talk to those eccentric professors who have their little niche, who love to talk about it at length. I love to talk to them and hear from them. I've been stopping there. Maybe I should try the clergy next. Or maybe, maybe the truth lies in the humble imaginings of farmers and tradesmen. There's something to learn from everyone, everywhere. Ah, were I but an elf, I would have all the time in the world... And it looks like my quill quit working. So now I'm writing this with my own hand. I hope after a good night's, a long night's rest, maybe I just exhausted it. We'll see. But for now, while I'm on a roll, I want to keep going. Ah, but my hand it cramps. I spent the two hours before this practicing the uh, somatic gestures needed to cast a certain spell. It's not a very useful spell, but it's a spell I'm trying to create of my own. Not even to do anything in the world, but just to sense the way of the magic. The way it twists and weaves and the way it pervades things. But unfortunately, that has left my hand quite cramped. And I don't think I'll be able to continue this memoir slash journal for now. Hopefully... If this quill gets its magic back, if it doesn't, I'll be paying a visit to Mary Mervyn. But if it does, then I'll give this another try. If it doesn't, then my writings will not 
be a little more sporadic than they are because even during the day I have my other journal, my science journal, and my magic journal, which are the same journal because I believe they're the same thing. Anyway, I have that journal that I write in throughout the day too. My stray observations, my thoughts to test and consider later, my drawings of specimens like that fruit that I found the other week. All of those things are in there, so that also cramps my poor, poor hand. Maybe I'll just stop by the temple and see if they have a salve for that. A hand salve to keep me writing. In any case, this is Jim signing off the first entry of my memoirs slash journal. Probably call it memoirs. The other one's the journal. I mean, they're both a journal of a sort, so if I keep writing in these. Anyway, that's all I've got for now. Hopefully, I'll be able to write more later before I forget. And that's all we have, dear listener. For just two short days before he encountered Sir Vance, Guy, Lorik, and Kellen at the Foothill Village, Jim left this memoir completely forgotten on a bedside table in a small village just north of the drylands at the Bouncing Ballroom Inn. been listening to Make Believe Heroes, an actual play, 5th edition Dungeons and Dragons adventure. This has been a look inside the mind of Jimalil Karth. If you've enjoyed this origin story episode, you should let us know on Twitter at mbhpodcast, or send us an email to makebelieveheroespodcast at gmail.com. We're getting close now. Can you feel it? There's a tree waiting just around the corner. Stay tuned. <laughs>